You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. Man, people listening to this, you wouldn't believe the behind-the-scenes calamity that happened when I said Stargirl was available for review. Everyone's like, oh, the new CW show, that's awesome! And then they looked into it, they're like, oh, it's a Disney Disney Plus movie. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but thankfully, these two stuck around to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I really like, I, I love like teen like romance stuff. Just They've been pumping out so much on Netflix. I, the, the trailer looked pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was an all right trailer from what I saw, but yeah. uh, so, so like and before also, we get... yeah, and also I I actually read Stargirl as as a um, as a, as when I was in a teenager. It was it's based on a it's adapted from a book by uh, Jerry Smalley. Oh, oh I, I I didn't know anyone here actually read the book. That's awesome. Yeah, I read it like a long time ago, so I I remember the cover. I remember I, when I saw the first few minutes. I'm like, wait a minute, I've read this before, and I looked it up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we are talking about Star Girl, like I mentioned, and uh, I am Justin. Uh, as is usual for me lately, because life is busy, I did not see this movie, but I managed to get some people to actually watch and review this movie with me. Uh, we got Paloma. Hello. And then we got Max. What's up? Hey, so Max, I kind of expect this from you because you're very, in, like you said, you're very into these kind of romantic or young teen kind of movies kind of thing on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Paloma, you being the book fan. Uh, so, I mean, okay, first of all, what does Stargirl re- mean in relation to the plot of the story here? Well, Stargirl is, she's, she's like a kind of, a, kind of, I guess, a, she's a, you know, because she's, she's a she's a you know teenage girl who, who named herself Star Girl because she wanted to because um, we're made out of human beings are made of stars and she's sort of like very quirky and she likes to do nice things for people so she's sort of like the main she's like the main girl the main character one of the main characters I mean the main character is her, her guy's in love with her Leo um, but she's sort of like the okay yeah. so it's kind of like a ladybird like thing right yeah exactly yeah she yeah she named herself Star Girl and then her name okay. I forgot her last name her name's she calls herself like. Stargirl something something or Caraway. She's she's Stargirl Caraway. That's like yeah. Is her actual name. That is the greatest DC superhero name ever. Yeah, her <laughs> real name is see Susan. I mean, that's her real name. Starway Stargirl Caraway. So yeah, Caraway I think is her real last name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, beyond then that uh, that uh, what is the plot of the of this movie? Uh, I guess I can try to. Uh, so I'll summarize it. Um. So it's about a young, a you know, teenage boy named Leo who lost his father a really long time ago, and he used to wear these really cool ties, They're really quirky. And then uh, like when he, um, then when he uh, moved to this new town in, in um, I think it was, about, I think in New Mexico, yeah, New Mexico, he um was teased about it, and somebody cut off his kind of quirky, kind of tie, and so he stopped wearing ties and started being kind of trying to be like, like a wallflower, kind of trying to blend in, do everybody else does. But every every year in his birthday, somebody sends him. A new kind of quirky, uh, you know, tie. And then one day, a, a kind of a mysterious girl named Star Girl, who dresses really weird, dresses really colorfully, and with these kind of bizarre clothing, and does these nice kind of nice things for people, like um, and you know, and also it inspires the whole football team to win when they haven't won for I think years uh-huh. by doing this little song. And it's about him kind of falling in love with Star Girl, and that's basically what the plot is. And okay. The, the reason that the reason that he wears the quirky ties is because. Um, his dad used to wear the tie before he died, so he started wearing his dad's tie, and like, 
No. For, he, yeah, he wears his dad's tie to uh, to remind him of his dad. Oh, yeah, Aww. sorry. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah. So, now, it's interesting looking at the plot and detail stuff here on the wiki page as well, because, so, first of all, I noticed they emphasize a bunch of songs here. Is this a yeah. musical? No. It wants to be, though. I mean, it, it, it doesn't even want to be a musical. It just wants to use Grace Vanderwall's, like, musical ability. Because, like, she got famous as a, uh, I think she won The Voice or something. Oh, really? She was, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was, yeah, she was, like, real famous a few years ago. Like, she's been having concerts lately. And, um, yeah, she. I think she either won The Voice or one of those singing Oh, no, no, no. She shows. won America's Got Talent. That, that's what she oh, won. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, she has that special, like, way of see. Yeah, I think I've heard of her kind of. Yeah, yeah. I, See, that, that was, I didn't know that though. Yeah, that. that was that was why I was kind of interested. I was like, well, I, this is her first time acting. She's like a pop star singer, and um, she's she's she was all her music was quirky too. She plays like a I think it's a ukulele, and she yeah. has, she, has, she has a real nice voice. And the songs in the movie are just basically like trying to use her her talent. Um, they're they're kind of forced, but they're they're decent songs. Like her voice is real nice. Um, the songs are just like real, real young. This whole movie is very young seeming because most, like most high school movies, they're like twenty in their twenties. The actors and yeah. they just they just pretend like high schools. These kids are actually, I think she's sixteen and the other guy's like fifteen or sixteen or something, and it actually makes the movie seem much younger. Like they they seem like they're like twelve or thirteen in high school. Well, I think we're just school. so used to seeing like twenty year olds playing high schoolers yeah. that now we're actually seeing real people I mean real teenagers. That's a interesting little thing. Yeah. I think it's it was, also written for a younger crowd. Like I don't know if yeah. it's written for high schools. Well it's it's meant for Disney audiences. So. Exactly. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's meant for Disney Plus, so it's meant to be like PG. We've yeah. learned from recent yeah. experiences that Disney does not like anything above maybe eleven or twelve years old. Yeah. <laughs> So that's yeah, kind that of was, why I think that's I think that's the writing that makes it seem young as well. Yeah, yeah that's why well, that's why the Lizzie McGuire reboot got canceled because it's too edgy now. I mean, there's really? it's still in consideration, but they did change up stuff. They're like it's too adult for our taste, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Well, she is she is calling for it to be moved to it to Hulu, I think. Which yeah, that's owned by Disney, so I don't know. Maybe that'll happen. Yeah. yeah, but that's interesting. Like you mentioned about the musical stuff, because I noticed the songs they pick are all popular songs. Like they got "Be True to Your School" by the Beach Boys. Uh, you got uh, "Just What I Needed" Those are by the real Cars. Songs. That's, yeah, I, I thought that was made up. No, these are all actual songs. I'm, I'm selecting them right here. Be oh True to Your God. School was written uh, by Brian Wilson and Mike Love. But then they got Just What I Needed, oh. which was The Cars. <laughs> uh, you got Give Me Love by George Harrison. It's all pop oh. numbers, just, yeah. I guess, sung by Grace Vanderwall. So. The way she performs it, it's like her own song. Nobody, nobody's like, wait yeah. a minute, you're, you're singing this song. Everybody's kind of like, it's almost like she's made this up. That's she's this mysterious uh, So it's that uh, rock I mean, nobody didn't thing. do it. It's not like, it's, it, it, there's no... There's no implication that somebody else wrote this. It seems like it was and, her. Yeah. And yeah. the the lyrics are all bad, so I figured it was like a Disney Disney song lyrics. It's like, to be true to your school, she sings it like at least two or three times in the movie at different parts. I was like, I was like, who who wrote this terrible song? It's set, One like, of the greatest sang, songwriters in history wrote that song. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yeah, her, yeah, her it, voice, it, it, her, her voice is great singing it. I was just like, what is this Disney song that's happening? Yeah. It definitely sounded like a, like a song that was written by by you know no offense to Disney you know no offense to them but it seems like a song that's written by Disney that's like for like younger children will enjoy this song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm that's sure that's kind of the boys. I'm sure that was the idea of the marketing with this because also uh, one of the producers on here is Justin Horowitz who produced La La Land. You know he he was the dude who was on stage to announce that oh by the way we didn't win Best Picture Moonlight did the guy with the envelope. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, yeah. 
Well, what an honor to be that dude who lost to Moonlight. That's his <laughs> recognition. But, you know, so that's kind of a weird thing. We're, like, trying to get that pseudo-musical thing with this. But, I mean, other than that, though, like, what else can you say about the movie in terms of, like, filmmaking or acting that really stand out to you, do you think? I think the point of playing Leo did a really good job. I think you really felt, like, his emotions. and He, he, he seemed like a legitimate teenager to me. Yeah, his name's uh, Graham Mark Virch. Um, Virch, Virch. Virch. Versheri, I think. Um, he previously... I think, I, I think it's Versheer. Versh, oh, Versheer, sorry. Um, yeah, he has an appearance in Fargo. I think he was one of the younger kids in the first season. So. Oh, yeah, and he was also, he was also right. in The good, good Doctor. I think he played the young character, the, him when he was young. Uh, yes, he, he did. He turned Good Doctor when he was young. Yeah, and he also has an appearance on Supergirl as George Lockwood. So he's oh, cool. oh yes, I do I do recognize. Yeah, he was not. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's starting to pick up uh, pick up in uh, momentum. So that's good to hear that he's getting some more attention. Yeah, apparently he's eighteen. He looks like he was like four, like thirteen. But, um, <laughs> oh yeah, he look he does look he, really young. He was he was when yeah, they had him like being all grown up. Like when they had him like grown mm-hmm. up, he I'm like this guy looks he doesn't look like he's he doesn't look like he's an eighteen year old. But now he is an eighteen year old. He just looks oh. very young. I forgot about that. Yeah, at some point they like. Show them in college or something, and they're still yeah. both the same age. Like he's eighteen, and she's sixteen, but they're <laughs> in college. And, they, and he looks the same. Like I'm thinking, he, I'm like saying, couldn't they have aged him? Like, I don't know, dressed him a little, I've done something to make him look a little older. But they, <laughs> they yeah. got to use Disney's like aging technology, but do it forward instead of reverse. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I yeah. noticed some other uh, kid actors who I've seen in other films. Like the guy who plays Leo's friend here is played by Karen Brar who yeah. uh, previously was in those Wimpy Kid movies. This is one of those goofy oh, yeah. side characters who's like, oh, he's ethnic and he's funny. But uh, how is he in this movie? He's fine. Yeah, he was fine. Uh, he, okay. he, just plays, he, just, he just plays like the um, like the smart friend that likes to do speech debates. That's pretty much all he did. He wasn't, de- he wasn't like developed in any way. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he plays every character he's ever been cast as, it seems. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That's a bummer, I, I, I knew I recognized him from something. I was trying to figure out what it was from, but I think he was on like he was on some like Disney Channel show. Uh, when he, he was, was on Jesse that show. That yeah, that's probably it. It was t- it took me a, while, a little while to figure out what it was. Yeah, and uh, Bunked also the spinoff that I did for that one. Um, yeah, he was in um he was in a film. Yeah, he was in a yeah Bunked the Invisible Sister a movie. Hmm. Uh, Lab okay. Rats. Never heard uh, of that. Sophia's yeah. first. Yeah, that's <laughs> Disney yeah. stuff. Yeah, I've seen uh, the, him in random stuff. The one person who stands out, though, is like, what the heck are they doing in this movie, is Giancarlo Esposito from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Yeah. What is he doing yeah. in this movie? <laughs> he, he plays like a, um, I think he's like a paleontologist who kind of does yeah. this little camp for children. Okay. And they all hang, they, both, both Stargirl and Leo hang out with him sometimes. He gives them, like, good advice. He's He's kind of like the original Star Wars trilogy, Obi-Wan Kenobi. He lives in, like, a hut, and he, like... He just kind of gives advice to kids. <laughs> <laughs> that, he hangs that's out even, with kids for a period of time, that's basically. That's advice. even funnier because yeah. he's the bad guy now in The Mandalorian, so I guess Disney's just like, hey, uh, we yeah. got another project here. Do you want to be on this too? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he was just in kind of like, his whole hut was made out of like dust and clay and stuff, and then he had like his his like dinosaur, his like paleontology, like dinosaur brushes, and he just like he was just like working on dinosaur bones all day or in fossils and stuff. Okay. Well, he wasn't really in the, he wasn't in the movie very often. He was just like the uh, he was just the advice guy. Yeah, he was like the wise sage. Mm-hmm. Okay. That kind of uh, archetype. 
Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense that they didn't want to, like, shine the spotlight away from the teenagers and the younger characters in the movie. Yeah, but at first, it, it took me a minute, like, oh, wait, wait a minute, I just thought Better Call Saul, and, and so, you know, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, so I was like, wait a minute, that's who I know it comes from, and I was like, where's, um, Breaking Bad, Where's his chicken shop? Come on! <laughs> yeah, was, that's what I thought, I was like, why is Gus Fring here? <laughs> And I'm like, he's nice. I've never seen nice before, too. I was like, this guy's a nice guy, but this is the first time I've ever seen this character, this actor being nice. He can yeah. actually play good characters every now and then. But uh, the big one that we're kind of dancing around here, how is Grace Vanderwall as an actor in this movie? I thought she was actually really good. Like, surprisingly. Um, she was she was way better than this movie was. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, she, she did a good job. She could have actually been in, like, a real movie. She played mysterious very well and very kind of quirky, whatever the term they have for pixie star girl or the terminology is. Oh, like the but, manic uh, pixie dream was, girl yeah, kind of she thing. She wasn't like, but she wasn't like incredible. But I think she did a really good job, and she captured that spirit yeah. and seemed like that was she was you know star girl. Yeah, it it just seems like with the fame she got for winning America's Got Talent and like all her her pop star stuff, I was like, this seems like a big step down from her stuff she's been doing, but. I know she if she if she's trying to get into acting like she's got to start somewhere and this is probably a good place to start. Yeah, she's I mean, only sixteen. You know how it goes. The Disney Channel and Disney movies are kind of the meat grinder for young actors, kind of thing. You know, some people make yeah. it and they're a fine little thing, and some people get ground up in the dust from these films. I yeah. think she. I think if she you know keeps on improving and keeps on doing stuff, I think she can be really good. She yeah, really, really, she kind of has a quirky vibe to her, and she's very kind of real looking, and and, and, and I mean. So I think she can go probably, you know, at least get some kind of career out of it. Well, yeah, it seems so, like almost so, uh, all the most praise is coming for her performances, it does seem like. You know, like, like that's what seems the, the one thing everyone says, yeah, that's one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah. She, uh, she, at some point she'll graduate and do, like, a movie with, like, KJ Apa or the dude from To All the Boys I Love You. <laughs> oh, don't jinx her <laughs> like that, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, God, that was, I actually haven't seen those movies, but, for like, I've heard... Yeah, but you know it's all made for yeah. me. Those movies, anyways. So, right. Yeah, but yeah, the no, um, the like the whole, the whole the tone of the movie I really liked. It was kind of the whole thing. The mo- I feel like the movie was way too long, but it was cool. It was like really somber and like all the all the the soundtrack was like really chill music and it just kind of like it was like sunsets everywhere and like New Mexico scenery. The whole thing was yeah, it was it's a very like chill movie. Yeah, uh, and I actually really I really like the way they kind of book ended it I think there was some really I mean it wasn't like you know you know you know kind of you know really innovative or anything like that but I think the way they yeah. set it up and edited it together it, it made it a really kind of interesting film and I, okay. I didn't yeah. kind of want to know what happened I mean I kind of knew what happened because I read the book and but I, I was I was curious to see how they would how how much they would follow the book and I think they followed it pretty to the letter for the most part okay Nice, because yeah. uh, I, I noticed here the person who directed the movie is a female director, Julia Hart. And yeah. previously, I mean, part of the reason she directed this is because, well, that producer I mentioned, Jordan Horowitz, that's her husband, first of all. Oh, but, really? Okay. I think yeah. it's going to be directed by uh, Catherine Hardwick, so I guess they changed. I saw that right now. Yeah, I think they changed it last minute, but uh, it's not like yeah. she's untested because the thing she did previously was a movie that everyone in any crowd loved, uh, Fast Color, if you remember that film. I don't know if I saw that. Uh, that's the one... Sure. It's the one oh. with the girl, um, uh, well, I think Gugu Mbatha Raw and a bunch of those ones where they have like superpowers and it's very like tying superpowers around to black female like womanhood kind of thing. Hmm. It's oh, apparently, I, from what I, I heard, I it's really, really, really good. Oh, she's also in, um, she's an actress in Tech Everlasting. 
which I mean, she must have been a very minor part in that one because I can't. Oh, I, I actually sure saw that movie. <laughs> I can't remember that film at all. So she wrote the Keeping Room. Uh, yeah, I don't know that one either. But she's she's this is still very early in her career. But Fast Color was oh, a nice yeah. little breakout that no one expected to be as good as it was. So. I mean, and most of the people working behind the scenes are all the same people from Fast Color as well, including the composer Rob Simonson, who's going to do Ghostbusters next, uh, the new Ghostbusters hmm. film. Yeah, they are going to do another Ghostbusters film? I didn't know that. Uh, did you see the trailers? Not yet. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. The trailers are cool. Oh, they're cool. Just go in. Maybe that's better for you. Go in completely unspoiled, yeah. un- unaware of what you're expecting. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it'll probably be yeah. a long time before I see the film, so... Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, but yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like you're saying mostly good stuff at this stuff. Um, but I noticed you yeah. said Max that you thought that uh, the acting was better than the movie itself. Like, what do you think is the biggest hindrance other than being too long? Like you said. The biggest what? Sorry. Uh, the biggest hindrance to the movie. Oh, the whole movie was not that great, honestly. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a very good movie, honestly. Like I, we were just talking about all the good stuff, but like the whole the. the the plot is, like, incredibly simple. There's, like, three things that happen the whole movie, which is fine. It was just too long. Like, it just... It wasn't written very well. And the, um... There was, like, the, uh... The conflict is, like, the stupidest conflict in a movie I've ever seen. I agree. It's, it's not believable so that, would, that, that, would, that would cause any real issue. It would be, like, maybe, you know, a momentary issue that it would kind of go away. Uh... Yeah, that, that was not realistic whatsoever. Um, yeah, we can talk about it like when we're done recording. It's just, it's it's like two se- it's like two sentence conflict. It was just like I was like this this is not realistic whatsoever. Even in like a film universe real uh, realism, it was just it was dumb. But yeah, yeah it was like very, it, was, it was yeah, it was very kind of yeah. yeah I would say that, and I think it was a very, very. I mean, you know, I think part of it. I, you know, something sometimes people are like saying it's a kids movie. It should be kind of, but um, but at the same time, kids are pretty smart, and yeah. they don't need to be spoken down to. But also, um, yeah, it was a pretty. Yeah, it was not a. There, the whole kind of tension was kind of like I'm like really, and also, <laughs> I think the way they kind of changed, you know, they kind of everything was sort of. There were some sweet moments to it, some other moments, but for the most part, the writing wasn't that good, and it was like mm-hmm. kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, it, and there was also there was like that, the way they ended it was kind of sweet. And it was a nice book ending, but at the same time, it was also like, really, you're not ended this way. I mean, it's not like yeah. nothing. Nothing that she did made her seem like what they said that she was like, that people would be talking about her that way. It doesn't make any uh, sense to me, other than she oh, yeah. win a couple, she's probably win a couple of football games. I mean, that's it. Yeah, the, your, the ending was really dumb, too. Yeah. Yeah, it just kind of, yeah. I'm <laughs> trying like, to speak around it, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I forgot but, that ending yeah, even happened, was, but I, yeah, that's, that, yeah, that was weird. Um, I don't know. The, I, I usually, like, the reason I like watching these, like, teen romance things is, like, you feel something. I, di- I just didn't really feel anything in this movie at all, really. It was, like, it was cute, but, like, there wasn't any... They had some chemistry, too. I just didn't really, like, feel, the, like, the romance aspect of it or anything. Yeah. Uh. I think the, I think I think it was the way they way they kind of rated it and the way they wrote it, I think, made it a little bit yeah. hard for them to be able to do. Because, I mean, most of the teen... I mean, I actually really... I mean, I enjoy watching romantic comedies sometimes and even teen romantic comedies and... Ones I see are usually, of course, PG thirteen, and these they have a little bit more tension to them, and some you know, some adult themes, not too adult, of course, but still like a little bit more ways of exploring something that's a little bit more deeper and darker than what they explore yeah. here. Yeah, the way you're describing it sounds like one of those old Disney Channel movies, you know, like the ones you'd see in like yeah. the '90s or 2000s, where it's just yeah, it's sweet, it's sugary, and it's completely inconsequential, whatever happens in it. Yeah, though I have to say, yeah. I really like some of the ones from the 90, from the 2000, early 2000s. They were, of course, I watched them as a kid, so. 
Okay. I, was, yeah, I, was about, I was about to say the ones from the 90s were better than this. Yeah, that's what I, like, I really like the one with the two race, the girls who race. That was a, I just rewatched that one, and that was very good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I remember that one. And they had some decent ones back then in the Disney Channel, but there is that problem where, you know, and that's the thing I'm noticing with Disney Plus, I mean, yeah, Disney Plus original movies, because... I, the the last one that I reviewed, well, because I, I did the I did some of the early ones where they did Lady and the Tramp and um, oh what was it oh and Noel yeah Noel we were I remember you oh, were on you that movie, right Max I, yeah. I I heard I, yeah. I, I, I kind of was worried by the trailers so I didn't watch it. Noel was awful, but uh, yeah. you know, Lady and the Tramp was fine. But that seems to be the thing where Disney Plus is for the completely inoffensive stuff, like the stuff that yeah. has no tooth, no bite, no cynicism. It's just all sugary and sweet, and little children will love it kind of stuff. But what I don't get is yeah. they have like they have moral stuff, which is like PG thirteen on there. So yeah, why can't they make some content for people a little older, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, come to, come to the family friendly channel and watch Mandalorian kill fifty stormtroopers in one fight. Exactly. Scene. I mean, you look at the end of Mandalorian. That's like most violent. That's one of the most violent things I've seen this year. Yeah, a a dude fell into a giant like welding machine and got melted in the Mandalorian. (laughs) Mando. I mean, I was upset by the ending. I mean, the ending. I was like that poor little droid, and the droid like. He like he like sacrifice himself. Hey, well, let's not spoil completely here. Come on, let's not, let's oh, not talk about it. This is still the Star Girl review. <laughs> sorry, I'll stop. Oh, I just got excited because I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and talking about yeah, like how like how young these movies are because the last Disney original movie was like beginning of Fe- February, which is like I never watched it. But it was like Timmy Failure or something like that. Oh that yeah. That kid, that kid's like it looks like he's like seven. <laughs> Which he probably is. Like I don't know if it's I don't know if it's any good or not, but it looked like a very young movie. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're they, they clearly did. have a demographic they're aiming for, and I don't know yeah. if that's going to work. Because also, like you said, they're producing these movies at a very slow rate. Like you know, Netflix yeah. built up to the point where they're releasing literally a new thing every week. Disney Plus, yeah. when you look at their release schedule, they release like maybe two new properties a month, if that. At this point, yeah, yeah. they're slowing. In, yeah, I mean. I guess I think they have a really big library, so they don't need to do it as fast, maybe. But so does Netflix, though. So yeah, Sorry, I mean, to be fair, apparently half of the households with kids in America have Disney Plus now. So I guess they're oh, yeah, they're yeah, doing sure. something right. And some who do not have children, I guess too. <laughs> and, well, and, and and all of us with Verizon got a free year of it. Ah, oh, wow, there good. you go. Yeah. So, but um. Uh, I just forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I kind of right. get the idea then. You're saying that it's not even, like, offensively bad or even, like, you know, it's got some good elements, but it's not a movie that you would even think about watching again or anything like that, right? No. No. No, I, I mean, not. I was because of, you know, I mean, I, I feel like I remember the book being a little bit more kind of, you know, not inten- not more, like, not super dark, but a little bit darker than this, maybe. But yeah. again, yeah. I read it when I was, like, 12 or 13, maybe, or, right. so, or maybe even younger than that, so I don't, you know, it's a little bit harder. Maybe that's the demographic for this movie. I guess yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. any last points before we uh, start to go to final thoughts? Um, I think yes. I don't. I don't think there's really much more to say about this movie, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you segue into a final thought and rating then? Yeah. Um. I. I pretty much said it already. It was just. It was way too long for like the. There's only, like, three plot points in the whole movie. It just kind of... It was just a lot of, like, staring at each other and, like, uh, nice somber music and then, like, stare, more staring at each other and then, like, trying to figure out what the other one is thinking about. Um, it's, it's, like, it just didn't really grab me at all. It was... Um, I didn't feel anything. And the only thing I really liked was, like, 
the I guess the cinematography because like the backgrounds are real nice with all the sunsets and everything. So oh, that's beautiful imagery. Yeah, so I give it a a three out of ten times they played that "Stay True to Your School" song. <laughs> oh, did they play it more than once then? It was like three different times. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, at least three more times. Yeah, at least three different times. Yeah. Well, um, I guess okay. I would. Yeah. I guess I would say that um, yeah, I think there was some really. I think the acting was actually pretty decent and even really engaging. Um, I think there were some really sweet moments. Um, at the same time, I think it was you know written for me way younger than me. Um, and also, um, even though I've read the, and also because I read the book, I kind of knew what was happening, but still, I, I, I kind of have different memories of the book, so maybe that's, you know, maybe that's just my age, uh, speaking, and me not remembering it the way I would read it now. Um, but I think there was some beautiful imagery, as, you know, as Max said, and I think that there was some really cool parts, but I think that, you know, the writing, for the most part, was not that good, and it was then in a very kind of unimaginative way, and there was some plot points that were, like, really clunky, and didn't really make a lot of sense, at least logistically. So I'd probably give this, uh, but then again, the Norwegian parts I didn't like. So I'd probably give this a uh, maybe a four out of ten uh, porcupine uh, ties. Okay. Nice. <laughs> wow, you guys <laughs> scored it lower than I thought. Because, I mean, the consensus overall has been about 67%, which is not great, but I was just like, oh, we were starting so positive, and it's like, oh, but this movie still sucks. <laughs> yeah. We were being kind just... of, we were giving the nice parts. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The trailer looked far better than the, the trailer made it look like it was my kind of movie, and it, it it was, but it just didn't go anywhere. You know, it's funny too because you mentioned about how long it is. I mean, that does seem surprising. I was skimming over the plot synopsis while we were talking, and apparently, it's just shy of an hour and fifty minutes. Which, yeah, is, okay, yeah. that I can see exactly what the problem is then with that. <laughs> yeah, they could have either cut it the time in half or like added more plot. Otherwise, yeah, it's just it just drags. That's a bummer. Well, hopefully yeah. Grace Vanderwall can uh, move on to better things from this. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what she does next for sure. Yeah, and uh, don't you worry, people. Giancarlo Esposito will be back in this Better Call Saul. So, <laughs> and in Mando. <laughs> Ugh, there you go. 